Welcome, everybody, to week number four of the NFL season. You're here with phillysportswave.com. I'm your host, Charles Souders. Hopefully, we gain some viewership over the last week. I've known the past three weeks have been pretty successful for us. Uh, we did have some ups and downs last week. I'm not going to lie to you. But what we started to do to kind of conserve our time a little bit is we have, I personally went in there on Sunday night after the games and posted a recap of all of our picks and plays, all of our sleeper picks. Um, we really didn't focus on our uh, our top guys, our top salary guys too much in the recap just because, I mean, you know Russell Wilson was the bomb. You know Lamar was going to have a decent game. Patty Mahomes was going to blow up. Uh, Mike Thomas, when he does play, is going to be on that list every single week. I'm going to play him every single week. Um, so the recap was there, and then in addition – I also broke down the Millie Maker winners lineup, which the reason I do that is so that you can look and see, like, hey, it's not brain surgery here. Um, we're taking mostly the top plays and putting it into a lineup with a couple of sleeper picks, and that's how you win. The winner this week stacked the most logical matchup of the entire week, a matchup that I know JB was talking about, a matchup that I know Starfish talked about last week, which was Seattle versus Dallas. And he went all in on the stack of the top two wide receivers and Russ Wilson. And then he came back, which is the important part, coming back with somebody from the other team. So you have four players in your lineup from one game. And this game was predicted to be one of the highest scoring games of the week. And that's typically the way you see these be built. It might not be a predicted top-scoring game, but it's going to be a top-scoring game. And I go back to week number one of last year, I believe it was. might have been two years ago, where the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, when they had Deshaun Jackson and they had Fitz Magic, and Fitz hit D-Jacks for two long bombs. Uh, very low-owned. Fitz was like 1.2%. D-Jacks was like 2% owned that week. Played them both and came back, and I can't – was it was it the Eagles? Yep. So they played the Eagles that week and came back with a stack um, on the other side of – and I cannot remember who the Eagles player was. It was stacked. Maybe you know JB. But uh, that's what won the millionaire – the Millie Maker that week. And it was a simple Tampa Bay Buccaneers-Eagles stack. And if you go back over the last two years, that is probably a majority of the winners. Stacks are where it's at. That should be one of our slogans on our website because that's going to be what we live and die by. And I'm telling you right now, every single week, I am putting a stack in with Kyler Murray and V-Hop. And we'll talk about that later on. But I just went on a rambling rant. Let me introduce my co-host. Same as last week. We got all three of the bad boys here at once, once again. JB, what's crack-a-lacking? Nothing much. A couple, of, like you said, up and down last week, but all in all with the sleeper picks, you know, made some money. Good week. You're not going to hit on everything. There's always going to be some duds. So Was it a profitable week for you still, or did you take a hit? Because we're not going to profit every single week. No, I, was, I still ended up being up um, not as much as I thought I would be, but I still had a profitable week. I didn't lose anything. Okay, what uh, – what was your strategy? Did you did you focus? Did you play any cash games first off? Because I I had a couple emails to my inbox asking me like you're always talking GPP GPP. Do you play these plays in a cash game? 
I personally do not play my GPP lineups in a cash game. I will build a separate lineup with guys that I know, mostly chalk plays, because that's where chalk matters. And for those of you that don't know lingo, for DFS purpose, chalk is what everybody is projected to play. So Russell Wilson last week was a chalk play. Yeah, no, I, I'm in my in cash games. I just here and there a few, but like you said, that's all chalk. That's to, you know to maximize maximize your score, maximize your potential. You don't really get too cute with it. You can if you have a good feeling or you know that there's a you think there might be a low ownership where you're going to bust on it or boom on it. But typically, like you said, it's all chalk with that. So, do you put a majority of your GPP plays in smaller GPPs? So, for instance, the Millie Maker. You know, you're going up against all of these sharks within the industry, and on the top of that, you're probably like they're putting in 200 some lineups, or they're maxing out their lineups. But you're also facing, you know, 175,000 other competitors in in something like that. Are you putting? Are you playing smaller GPPs also? I know the fantasy chef. Um, he goes with 50, like a 50 person limit. He plays a really small GPPs. His strategy is. Pay five dollars, do a small GPP, come out with fifteen dollars, and I'm a winner. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going that small. I'll do, um, you know, some lower ones um, that even have high um, membership in in the in the tournaments. If even if it's like you know five dollars, six dollars, seven dollars, some two dollar ones, I'll throw in there just to be cute. Um, but typically, I'm, I'm not going on them the, the super low ones. I mean, it's just it's not even. For me, personally, it's not even, like, worth it or fun. Yeah, so, you, I mean, I'm kind of the same way. Don't get me wrong, I like money, and I understand what he's doing as well. Like, that's – if he makes $50 a week, kudos to him. It's, it's nice. It's profit. If you can bump it up, I, I know he had a pretty successful week where he made what a uh, – you know, with somebody who works at a Modell's house. It's Modell's. I was going through my head, KB, KB Toys, Toys R Us. I want to shuttle for Models. They're all fucking out of business. Uh, somebody who works at Foot Locker, you know, might be bringing home three hundred some dollars a week. Um, you know, if you can bring that home, and I know, I know the chef has had weeks like that where he does bring that home. So, uh, you know, if that's his way going about it, uh, cool. Um, but that's the thing. Every single person, all three of us in these three separate boxes, play it a different way. Make it yours. It's your game. It's. It's, it's basically fantasy sports, daily fantasy sports, is Dungeons and fucking Dragons for cool people. You know, it's, it's, it's taking a geek game, but making it look like it's cool. Um, we're all geeks on the inside, you know? Like, that's basically what it's coming down to. We have our favorite thing, and that's sports. So they found a way to take the geekism and mix it together. And now we're all doing it. And you have so many options, so many ways to go about it. It's like going to your first whorehouse and picking out the Spaniards. Hey, now. But uh, with that joke, I'm going to head over to box number three. Contestant number three. Fish. Ladies. Cheers. This is Rick Starfish with us for, since the beginning, actually. Um, just started to add... Um, more features into phillysportswave.com this year and uh, we couldn't be happier having him with us he's going to be focusing more on baseball but uh, he throws his two cents in on the uh, daily fantasy sports football podcast with us as well so uh, 
Real quick before we get into the picks, I did fail to do this last week because I was so excited to have all three of us on it. Starfish, hit us with your Twitter handle so people can reach out to you. It's, what is it, at underscore Rick Starfish or at Rick Starfish underscore? It is at underscore Rick Starfish. <laughs> I forget where JB, do you know yours or no? At JMBO629. J-M-B-O-6-2-9. Write it down. Send them a little uh, dick pic. And uh, let's get this party started, guys. We have doubled viewership every single week to start this uh, NFL season. And I think that's because our picks have been on so much. So, with that said, let's move into week number four of the NFL season. We're going to start off at quarterback, and we're going to head over to my boy, JB. Who is your play of the week? Uh, it's someone that I absolutely think is going to blow up this week, um, especially with his schedule has been absolutely brutal. But uh, I'm going to Deshaun Watson. Um, I just feel like this is the week where you're going to start really seeing him come to his own. Um, you, start, you started seeing a little bit last week, um, but look for him to really go off this week. The Vikings defense – is um, not good. They don't know how to play the defense. So atrocious. I look for Deshaun Watson. Atrocious is the word you were looking for. It not is. Not good is putting it very subtly, JB. We don't hold back on this pod. Call it the dog shit. I didn't want to upset is. the Minnesotians, Shaw. Yeah, yeah we've, we've seen how they react when we upset them before. Go, Go Birds! Go Birds! <laughs> so Watson's your top play. I imagine because he is your top play at QB, you're going to be looking to stack. I know me and you have talked about Philly's own, North Catholic football's own. He's North Catholic. He's not Roman Catholic. I don't give a fuck what people want to say. Because that's where he would have graduated from and did it in close. Yep, exactly. FNA. North boy. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm absolutely stacking Will Fuller. Um, you, know, but you just sent me that update 10 minutes ago. Hamstring. Hamstring. And the kiss of death for a wide receiver in the NFL. If, not just him. For a wide receiver in general. Look at fucking D-Jax. Yeah. Look what we're dealing with. A hamstring is the worst thing because it does Amazing. These dudes away. have just become like track stars. That's always the thing in the Olympics or something like that. That's all they do is get hamstring pulls. And it's, uh, it's, it's unfortunate. And it's, it's always the week that we're looking at Fuller. And then you know what he'll do? I don't know if they're playing on Thanksgiving Day this year, but whenever it's a primetime game, once a year, he's catching no those two bombs for 200 yards. Yeah. Everyone's like, Will Fuller, if he's ever not hurt. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't know. So who else do you got? Watson's your, your prime prime rib, top choice, grade A. Who, who are you looking at quarterback other than him? Uh, I'm big on Goff this week. Um, he's coming off two great games. His completion percentage is right on par. Um, he, he's actually, I, th I believe he's five yards up per completion from last year. Mm -hmm. He just looks sharp and going up against a Giants defense that really isn't that good to say the least. Yep. And being without Peppers, I'm in on Goff this week as well. Goff um, is actually one of my top two plays also. So I think all three of us, if I'm hearing the grunts coming from uh, Starfish's uh, <laughs> computer as well. Um, so who's, who's your mega sleeper? If you're looking to really save some money i mean you joe burrow um yep. is probably as, as low as i'm going to go um i'm not going to get super cute 
probably won't go below like a top 12 play and in, in, in quarterback position just because then you're gambling with so many points. But Burrow is definitely someone I will have in some lineups. Um, <clears throat> just his chemistry, what you've seen last week with T. Higgins, and then you see him go into Boyd, um, yep. even if A.J. Green does suck now. Um, yep. It looks AJ's like Burrow is the old, real deal. man. It's sad to see. Yeah, it is. But um, I like Burrow. I like Burrow. It is, it's interesting to me. It's interesting to me that you just said you don't want to go below the top 12 because a lot of times where fantasy DFS players look to do is they look to save at the quarterback position and then invest into the uh, skill positions, running back and, and wide receiver. So you'll oftentimes see them drop down like in one of my lineups last week or maybe it was two weeks ago, I went Teddy Bridgewater, third chief. He didn't throw a touchdown, but he had 300 and some yards, put up enough points for his cash to point ratio, which we're going to discuss on a podcast at some point in the next two weeks where we're going to really break down the way to approach in different games. We'll focus on football, but in basketball, this is a prevalent stat where you want to bring in a certain amount of points according to the salary. So 7x return, 5x return, something like that. But that's – that's for a discussion another time, but it really did interest me for you to say that because you take the uh, the approach where you like to bring in that stud quarterback and kind of go from there and find the skill position players that are sleepers from what it sounds yep. like. Cool. So, Fish, who you got, man? Who's your quarterbacks? Well, since a lot of us, like, I've been trying to, uh, you know, diversify a little bit because Goff was one of my guys. Goff yep. is – I think in a, in a great setup. So I'm not going to belabor the point and repeat everything that JB just said. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you, like, obviously the stud, and if you're talking about the stacking, Josh Allen has been just so money this year and yep. he's really starting to develop that connection with Diggs. and Diggs is actually fairly reasonably priced for someone of his caliber. Yeah. Um, but the other one that you really, you could think of as a sleeper in, in the, you know, not traditional sleeper sense is, is Kyler Murray bouncing back after a, a really bad week. Well, he didn't week. have, that's the thing, like, and, and that was where my recap last week showed it. Cause just like you, um, I was like, damn, Kyler was a horrible call by me. And then I looked. Not horrible, horrible. Kyler, Kyler and D-Hop, they put up points. Yeah. Even if he's throwing picks, he's getting he's offsetting that by rushing yards. Yeah. So I agree with you, Kyler Murray. Um, to be honest, he's going to be my gun. He's going to be the top shelf guy that I'm paying every week. Like, yeah. Kyler, I'll throw some Russ in. Um, and Dak. Dak's on that level now. Like, you go through Dak yeah. was MVP candidate, and Dak was dog shit last year where I picked up Dak week number three or two last year in our – friend league that we've had for 20 some years um, that all three of us are in. I picked up uh, Dak Prescott in week number two or three of last year off the free agent. Cool. Yeah. And I think yeah, that's a part Philly Homer, hate. But, no one wanted to pick yeah, up. Part Philly hate, but also Dak, like, Dak wasn't Dak. Now that he has a decent coach, I think, right. like, he's actually performing to the level that other people – He's got a legitimate NFL coach now. Yeah. And, yeah. like, that, that was the thing. I think for so many years, like, there's, there was that Dak and Wentz argument where all of us were like, you got to be out of your mind. Like, right. Wentz is like a quarterback. Dak, Dak is an athlete that can run. And once in a while, like, he'll hit these decent skill, like, 
above average skill players that he has in every position. And then he, you get the guy to top offensive line in football too. We made up every excuse. He has what he has. Yeah, and he had like a you know he has Zeke Elliott who was handing the ball to thirty times a game. It was all world. Yeah, but I mean, but on, the guys on that, on that right? note, one of the things that I thought of in terms of that value and, and consistency is Josh Allen's only priced. I saw him Fandle two hundred more than Murray. Which he's is, been as consistent as they come. So if you're going to break the bank, yep. and go for consistency, I, I like the Josh Allen stack with other people. Do you have a uh, super sleeper? Do you have like the the cheap cheap guy? The really cheap guy would be Foles, if you're if you're gonna roll with that because when he gets hot, he's hot. Yep. The only thing that like, that's a a roll of the dice because I trust that if you stack him with one of these receivers because he had they have the types of receivers he likes to throw and throw a lot to. Yep. Those big bodied guys like Allen Robinson and he seemed to have a good connection with Miller. Yep. So if you're looking to get like a stack and save money, those two could be interesting. The only thing I don't like is Indianapolis because they're solid. Yeah, their defense out of nowhere um, this year is just like, yeah. it's just been a top play. But um, that's a deep, deep sleep. Like, if you're really looking to, like, really well, stack no, up and high that's, that's what we want. You know, that's what we want. And, and truthfully, that is my sleeper. Like, I have Foles Miller as my stack sleep. Like, if I'm I'm going to put that in one lineup, um, big, big dick. You know, you can't forget saying that. Like, he has yeah. a big dick, and that yeah. means something. To have to have that schlong in the huddle, those boys look at you a certain way. They know that you're their leader. And, like, you know, I'm not one of these guys that prays at the altar of Nick Foles, like St. Nick, yeah. like everybody else in Philadelphia, especially when Carson is struggling. Yeah, I'm, not one of them guys, about him. I'm not one of them guys one bit. But real is real. Like, he can perform if he has the right coaches putting him in the right position. He's a natural-born leader. You've seen that on the tape last week when he was telling Miller to run to the L and Falcons. He knows the offense. He's a smart guy. He's, a, he's very intelligent, and people trust him. And he's a Super Bowl winner. So yeah. Chicago going from Mitch Trubisky, who I don't, know, I don't know how the team feels about him. I know how the fans feel about Mitch. But, you know, forever they're going to have look at Mitch and they're going to say they could have had Watson, they could have had Mahomes, you know? Um, I wonder, if the, I wonder if the players think the same thing, you know? Like, yeah, I wonder, that's stupid. Yeah, right? It's that it, it, really, it really is a matter of I just think Foles, the legend of Nick Foles preceding him and having some of the players in Chicago just looking for that hope is what is going to help that situation. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw that stack. I've always loved Anthony Miller. Um, yeah. You know, I, I've gotten bitten by that bug a lot. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to throw that stack into some some tournaments. I don't know if I'll put it in the Millie Maker or not. Um, but to kind of touch on everybody real quick for me on quarterback. So Goff, I was really, really, really high on as we spoke about. Watson, I also liked um, as one of my top guys. Garner Minshew, I'm loving that game in general going against Cincy. So Garner and Burrow, go either way and, uh, you know, stack it up. That might be a game where you want to really, like, stack everything. Uh, put, you know, put all your wide receivers from that game, put one of the quarterbacks, and then throw in a little James Robinson. And that's the thing with Garner. James Robinson, I think, is going to start um, 
having to have them stack the box at some point. He's, they're going to have to focus on yeah. his run, and that's going to help Minshew because we know Minshew's a gunslinger. And as of right now, in most ESPN leagues, I'm pretty sure Robinson is ranked in the top ten. He might be even be in the top five. Um, and then my 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 big time guy. It, it's it, this week. It's in addition to Murray. It's Dak, like we were just talking about. So we pretty much covered every single um, quarterback. I think all of us had a majority of the same picks, which is interesting because we're all on the same page right now. Maybe it's because we're talking too much to each other. Um, go away. I don't want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> One interesting stat or stat before we get a running back. Do you know Dak is actually passing for less air yards per attempt this year than he did previous two years? How is that possible? <clears throat> it doesn't surprise me because McCarthy's routes are all, a lot of underneath routes and slots. Yeah. Um, and, and, and under Garrett, it's, it was play action, deep throw, play action, deep throw, yeah. play action, deep throw. It was just so very that, that interesting. Surprise me. Very interesting to see McCarthy's that. McCarthy's a more efficient operation system. That's why. Yeah. A better, a better coach in general. Right. Um, all right. Running back. We're going to start with, Fishman, why don't you give me your top play at the running back position? Well, uh, I like Zeke this week as the top okay. play. Uh, I think he's due for one of the big games because he's he like, really hasn't. I mean, I haven't been following Zeke too much. Has yeah. he done JB? Has he done much, or has it been the Dak show? I, I'm tired of seeing Dak go in from the one yard line, but uh, I will tell you, I don't have Zeke in any of my season long, so. I could care less. I probably would want to murder him. I, I have him in one, and he had a great week one, but it was like, you know, not not Zeke-like. Right. Yeah, <clears throat> he's solid. He, he's getting you the – has he had that blow-up game yet? No. Um, but you know that eventually it's going to come, and he's always going to be a top three running back regardless, and they're going to put, you're going to get him in lineups here and whenever you can. Like the right. Dalvin Cooks, Dalvin Kamara's, Ezekiel Elliott. The, you know, the workhorses go in your lineup regardless. So he hasn't had that huge playoff game, but it's coming. Who's your top play, JB? Uh, you already mentioned him, but James Robinson. Right. I just love that game. Um, just him being involved in that passing game right now, too, that just adds even more to his ceiling, um, which, you know, it, shockingly is pretty high right now. You know, every year you, you have those players that are – that. Cinderella feel good story whether it's a comeback player or like in his case undrafted he's checking all the boxes and I just expect yep. him to have a huge week this week. He's He'll be in plenty of my mind. week one or two that's going to win season long leagues for everybody. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. EJ uh, Anderson, Kareem uh, Hunt, a la those Al stories. Quan Bolden. Right. Quan right. Bolden. Yeah. Marcus. We're going to burn through a couple positions here just for time so that we can have some time before the football game starts. Um, and we have the other blog. Um, Everybody, check out our blog where we write down all of our picks as well. Um, so, who are your who's your sleeper play? Give me a name or two, fish for running back. Uh, the one uh, I like is Travis Homer. Okay. Um, last year when Carson were, went out, a lot of people were on him. I like Homer. I like McKinnon again too. Uh, his the way he was utilized, uh, and then like in the semi region like somewhere between Zeke and them is Mixon's due to get in the end zone this week and he gets a lot of touches hasn't gotten in the end zone the first three weeks I think this is a week he gets in in addition to having his usual 25 carries and you know a couple 
couple catches out of the backfield. So, Is there anybody that's more frustrating at the running back position than Joe Mixon? I try not to play him in most yeah. of my leagues, but he's – He's somebody that at like, the end of last year looked like he was what, about to make that next step and start being what everyone said he was. He was drafted at the end of 12-team leagues in the end of the first round. He, he's Everyone was expecting everything from him. Even I started expecting him to perform, and he doesn't do shit to start off this year. Yeah, I, just, I feel like he's a slow starter <clears throat> anyway. And I really felt like he was going to come out of the box exploding, especially with Burrow as the quarterback. Yeah, I didn't feel like they were going to be able to stack the box. With those receivers, I mean, do I feel like he'll pick it up? Absolutely. Um, right. But, you know, how, how long are you going to keep putting him in lineups for before you get burnt too many times? Cool. JB, name two running backs, sleepers right now. Or else. Uh, Daryl Henderson, absolutely love. He's just taking over a workhorse role for the Rams. Um, his rushing attempts over 30 over 30 rushing attempts the past two weeks. He's getting in the end zone. He's getting involved in the passing game. Goff is checking down. Give me Daryl Henderson and uh, someone that's um, actually probably ranked outside of the top ten because of a few, <laughs> three straight bust weeks. But I will uh, go on record uh, as saying I believe that this will finally be his blow up game. Will be Kenyon Drake. Oh, okay, okay, wait. And last last week was that's a ballsy play after last week because last week he broke hearts for so many people. Uh, did you play Drake last week? Was he one of your guys? I did have him in a few lineups. Um, I didn't overload on him though, um, but I, I I am going to overload on him this week. I know. Last yeah. remember last Drop week we talked on. about yeah we talked about fantasy chef had the weird stack of uh, running back and wide receiver with D Hop and Drake from the same team, which. I usually don't go that route. D-Hop hit, but Drake didn't hit. So, I mean, he went that route with that stack. I had Drake in some plays because I was high on him as well. You had Drake in some plays. We all did it different ways, but we all came back with Drake. And Fish, did you have Drake also? I don't think I said him, but I was – my heart was, uh, was in that. You wanted to, but it was I like that girl to. in high school that – Yeah, never yeah had really, really – I wanted it real bad. Right. Like. Um <laughs> All right, so a couple guys I'm looking at. We already talked about Robinson, Singletary again. Um, you know, like that with Moss, I don't really know what's going on with this injury, but it looks like it's going to be a persistent injury, and Singletary's going to get the carries. Um, I also love McKinnon, but when have I not loved McKinnon? Okay, this meeting is ending in about 10 minutes, <laughs> so I got I to gotta hit the road, so we're going to hurry up here. Uh, Dobbins, the dude is going to get a lot of carries coming off a Monday night game. So play Dobbins. Um, they're going to go with their youth, believe me. And then Kamara is my stud. Play him as much as possible, Kamara and Sanders. And uh, Carlos Hyde might be a nice sleeper at $5,300 with uh, Chris Carson being banged up from the scumbag Dallas player. Uh, wide receiver, JB, talk to me about your top play and your sleeper. Top play, uh, like we said earlier, is Will Fuller. Um, I just – it's, it feels like that breakout game, if he plays um, sleeper-wise, it's Devontae Parker. Seattle allows the most receptions and yards to wide receivers. I'm taking Parker as my sleeper in this one. All right, Fish. Top play is uh, Diggs. All right. I think he's got that chemistry going on with Allen, and I uh, expect one of the uh, signature games from him. Uh, I was also on the Will Fuller train. So I'll go with that. But like I said before, either uh, Miller or Robinson, I guess you could flip a coin, but because Chicago wide receivers, Chicago wide receivers. All right. 
Um, I feel it in my plums that one of them is going to have a great game if you catch my drift. <laughs> uh, D-Hop is going to be my stud like every other week. Um, as far as the sleepers go, I think this is C.D. Lamb's week. I think he's the guy to stack with Dak Prescott as much as possible. Um, he's going to blow up one of these weeks. And I think this week on Thanksgiving, already put him in the lineup for Thanksgiving. They're both going to be showtime for him. Um, Kenny Galladay is going to be a good play as well. I think he's coming back almost wholly at health. Um, he's going to be able to expose a weak secondary. Um, also looking at uh, Monday Night Football, look to uh, Lazard to be another huge target for um, – now you don't think Aaron Rodgers? He's hurt. Lazard just uh, came out today. He might be out for a while. So it came out today. Yeah, yeah, yeah just like oh, an hour Rodgers. or two ago. So then who yep. do we got? I guess we, is it – Core injury. All right, so we'll X that out, and I, I'm going to have to look and look for the update in the article for Green Bay wide receiver. Um, okay, and then tonight's game, I like uh, Crowder. If he plays, it looks like he's definitely going to play. And I like Berrios as well, who's been uh, five receptions for over 50 yards the past two games. So uh, low cost, but that's only in showdown if you can do that. Tight end, I'm going to uh, Jimmy Graham. Because I think Big Dick Nick is going to be hitting him across the middle. That's his top target right now, um, if last week proves anything. Zach Ertz is going to get a majority of the carries – or majority of the targets with no Goddard. And San Francisco has historically led up um, the middle of the field, the quarterbacks. And Noah Font, uh, Mark Rippon's nephew – I don't even know the kid's first name – is going to be starting tonight. So I think he's going to rely on the tight end. I always go with the tight end for rookie quarterbacks. JB, who you got? I got uh, Dalton Schultz. I mean, the Browns cannot cover the tight end since I think me and you were kids. Yeah. I don't think it changes this week. All right. Um, cool. So, who, who you Dalton got, Jay? Uh, your boy, Hawkinson. Went, ah, uh, TJ. Love it. I think, I think Hawkinson is, is great this week. Um, I'll – so if, if you're getting involved in any of the Monday night stuff, Kittle's going to cook, man. He's, you know, he's going to – Nate Gary's chasing him around the fucking field. So uh, Sunday – that's Sunday night football, right, the Eagles? Sunday night football, yeah, sorry, not Monday night. No, Sunday it's cool. Night. I mean, that's going to be uh, on its own. It's going to be a showdown slate. Right. So uh, – But I also like uh, Mo Alley Cox um, nice. in Indianapolis who did have a good week last week and seems like he's going to be the top target from that position. And right. Wright likes the tight ends. They that that scheme always throws to the tight ends. All right, um, hit me with the defense real quick, and then we'll have five minutes to kind of just touch up on stuff. So JB, uh, low cost. I'm going Cardinals. Eleven sacks the past two games. Yeah. Carolina has given up seven sacks the past two games. You can yep, do the math their on that offensive one. Offensive line is brutal. Yep. So give me the Cardinals as a, as this low cost defense. All right. Who do you got? Good. Uh, I think I was, I was thinking Cardinals too. So that's you know that was where my thunder was going. You are allowed to have the same pick. You, there's no yeah. rule saying you can't. So yeah, it would be Arizona for all the reasons that you just cited. Why the fuck did I just drink my Gatorade like that? I look like Donald Trump. <laughs> I think I'm cupping some balls. Um, so I like uh, oh, I like C Seattle is going to be in the when I can afford Seattle or Baltimore. They'll be in. Just because uh, their matchups, both of the teams suck that they're playing. Um, I like the Buccaneers going against the Chargers. I think uh, they'll be able to throw some stuff at the rookie if Tyrod doesn't play. 
Um, and then the Niners and the Eagles, I think, intertwined. I think it's going to be a brutal game offensively to watch. Um, I think both defenses are worth their dollars. If you're not in a league that, um, you know, gives negative points for every single thing, then I would play uh, both of them. But um, that's an inside joke with me and JB because we're in a, a season-long league where half of this teams, five out of ten, get negative points from their defense every week because the scoring system was changed. So There should be, ne no, there should be never a, a, a position that gets negative points on a consistent basis in fantasy football, in any and fantasy Especially sport. defense. Like, why even have one at that point? Right. But I digress. A um, couple other names I had written down that I tried to hurry through since we only have four minutes to go. Uh, Devonta Freeman, I think he's going to get more of the carries this week for the Giants. I think that's somebody to keep an eye on. I don't know if you play him, maybe play him in a dollar or two dollar entries. Um, Adrian Peterson is now officially called the lead back in Detroit. So I think he's somebody to keep your eye on. Cleveland running backs because Dallas is straight poopy, like we said before. Um, you guys really threw me a curveball by telling me about uh, – Lazard, that, that kind of fucked me there. But um, um, I guess I'm going to switch all my Lazard plays to uh, Lavishka for Jacksonville. I might stack him with uh, with his quarterback, with Minshew. And uh, Greg Ward also with DJX still battling the uh, hamstring, like we talked about before. I think Ward's going to be thrust into that role that he was at the end of the year last year. And uh, we all know he kind of excelled last year, so – Maybe he can come out of this on top and you know, be the, the guy that saves the Eagles season. Uh, JB, can you throw some names at me? Uh, yeah, I mean, Tyler Boyd, I'm definitely going I'm going after this week. Um, stacking him with Burrow and a few in a few of my – Their you know, chemistry has been awesome. Yeah, um, and then um, Monday Night Football, I am going um, Aaron Rodgers, and I'm stacking with Valdez Scanling. That's um, who I was getting at. Lot. I couldn't remember his name. So, Scanling worth it now or what? Absolutely. Absolutely. With Lazard probably out. So that's cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, Starfish, who do you got? Any names that we didn't touch on? Uh, random one, if, especially like we talked about at the top of, of the show. Um, uh, Higby, if you're stacking him with Goff. Yep. Uh, loves going to Higby. Uh, another guy is uh, Ronald Jones, randomly, I'm thinking of, because uh, okay. Fournette is banged up. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's questionable for the week, and I, they like Ronald Jones. Uh, so I could see them going back to him and not putting too much of the burden on Brady to throw it or, you know, around okay. 40 times. So those are cool. two guys to keep an eyeball on. So I'm going to leave you guys with two stats. Just tell me what you think of this. Uh, well, not even stats, but everyone's talking shit on Carson Wentz and deservedly so. Do you guys realize that Kirk Cousin has thrown just as many interceptions? As Carson Wentz so far this season, he has thrown six interceptions. Cousins stinks. I did not know that Cousins did that. Um, JB, what are your thoughts? Cousins sucks. Yeah. So, I mean, how come there's not backlash on – maybe there is a Minnesota and we just know the Philly backlash on Wentz, but I haven't heard one national TV um, personality speak about that. But we only have a minute to go, so I want to hit you with the second one. Um, Alex Smith is everyone. I, I read a couple of different things from Washington saying, get ready, pick up Alex Smith in super flex leagues and two quarterbacks starting leagues because Dwayne Haskins is going to get his ass on the bench. Wow. Already. Week number four. They hate him. The city hates him. The coach hates him. And 
I'd be remiss not to talk about this, but we haven't. No Titans and Steelers this week. Game's canceled. Um, they're probably going to end up adding a week at the end of the season, which is going to throw every single league into a flux. But uh, we'll deal with that later on in another pod. I'm sorry we had to rush through this, guys. We really appreciate your time. I appreciate both of you for jumping on. Um, we got a lot of sports going on right now, so we'll get back to it. Um, look for us to have multiple podcasts over the next week. We have a bunch planned for you. Until then, I am Charles Souders. That is JB. That is Rick Starfish. And catch you later. I love you.